and we are live. All right, so we're live. Cutler Cast, episode 29. We're back from Canada. I know it's been a minute since we've been on, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but it was awesome, awesome tour. What was, what was the first thing you did when you got home last night? What was the first thing? I cooked eggs. <laughs> really? Yeah, I cooked eggs, man. I cooked eggs and uh, had some Ezekiel and some cottage cheese and... You know, it's kind of funny because Angie, like, grabbed the computer and we had to go right to the business, you know, because I've been away for a few days. And so she sat on the couch and I was, like, laying there. I put Ozark on and I was just, like, kind of, like, dictating stuff that we needed to go through just because I'm limited. I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. But uh, she was, like, going on about, you know, looking at all our affiliate stuff. And then all of a sudden I just passed out. I fell asleep on the couch. I wait, wait. When did since when did you start watching Ozark? I was watch, I watched all the episodes, but really? the new ones came back on. You know, it's new episodes now. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't it, know it has new episodes. So I didn't know. Like I watched the only I watched. I had shoulder surgery years ago, and when I had shoulder surgery, I sat and watched a bunch of like I started watching shows because I couldn't fucking move. I sat there for six weeks. That's the only time I haven't watched shows ever. No, since. I watched. You know, I watched Yellowstone and I watched that and. Couple other things. Looking Outer in. Banks. Outer Banks I like too. But I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it was a pretty good show. But you didn't ask about my hand. Well, well my we hand didn't get there was, yet. yeah, my hand, but we'll talk about that. Uh, but <laughs> well, I, I wanted well, to tell you, I just thought about that because I was woke up this morning and I wanted to text you and tell you, hey, I can actually move my hand a little bit this morning because I mean, as of yesterday, I couldn't even. So it must have been a writing thing. I think it was a writing thing. You probably did some type of pull and. Yeah, you I probably think just kind of constantly doing the hand motion of signing because stuff. now for anyone that doesn't, well, nobody's going to know this because we haven't said it. But so we go to this, we go to Canada, which we'll talk about. And like, I'm like the fourth day, you're like, man, I can't move my hand. I can't even pick up a cup. I can't nothing. Like you were like, I couldn't. Serious do, I couldn't. How's this? We were in the airport yesterday, in the lounge, and I went to pick up. I couldn't even use my right hand to scoop the stuff for the salad stuff. That's how bad, because I couldn't really cl- close my hand to a fist. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up with this. I thought my pad was bruised. I and mean, we went to the gym and we trained shoulders, and I couldn't even pick up a 20-pound dumbbell. Yeah. That's how bad it was. And I was actually nervous for a minute. But, you know, I kind of joked, and I said, maybe I got writer's cramp, you know. And you said, no, you must have strained something. But I remember trying to pick up the right. box of pictures, and it was like a thick box, and it had, like, all these pictures in it. And uh, I, I grabbed it and realized how heavy it was. But I thought I strained something, but... I really think like signing for so so many posters for five days straight. Think about how many you probably signed. A thousand posters? No, way more than that. I'm just okay. Yeah, let's yeah. say whatever whatever amount it was. Yeah. But think about it. It's not you just sign your name. You write the person's name to you. Yeah. Train, train hard. hard blah yeah, blah blah. So think of how much you wrote. Yeah. And nowadays we don't write anymore. None of us do. We just, we type everything, text anything. Mm-hmm. Even if I have to like sit down and write like on a piece of paper, like 10 things, by the time I get to number 10, my hand hurts. Yeah, but I sound like a little bitch when I'm like, oh well, yeah, I had writer's I want to say that to you. Yeah. You're like, I'm in the gym. I, I can't, no, I can't, dude, I can't, my hand hurts because I was fucking, writing too it much. Hurt, it hurts so <laughs> fucking bad, man. But anyway, so uh, the Canadian tour. So we talked about this in the past. We had this, this big tour schedule for Supplement World Canada. It got canceled. Once for, for uh, you know, obviously the pandemic. And we finally made it happen, which worked out better anyway. Actually, yeah. it was scheduled in October, I think. And then we tried to yep. do it like into January and whatever, but it, it was too cold. It was too cold, right? Yeah. And the they restrictions, restrictions were still there. Yeah. So so we made this tour up. Uh, we had 
five, five stops, mm-hmm. but we did two on Saturday. So the tour went Friday, one appearance. We did two on Saturday, one on Sunday, one on Monday. We flew home yesterday. Yeah. And it was crazy, crazy successful. It was Supplement World Canada. I want to thank Josh, all the team up there, you know, a lot of store owners. Uh, we, we started in Saskatoon. You know, we ended up in Regina, um, Edmonton. Then we did um, Kelowna, and then we finished in Calgary with Travis and the, the crew over there. And uh, it was cool, man. We we actually flew on a private plane that took yeah. us from city to city just because it was there's no way we would have made it. We no. did this in the past. We Remember we did the tour the, originally, right? We and we were cities. struggling to get – yeah, we yeah. only did three cities – and I know that when we spoke to Josh, Josh is like, man, I really like to get you this store, that store. And he's like, the only way I'm going to be able to make this work is like, we're going to have to book a, a private plane to fly us yeah. from location. And man, did that make it easy, right? You know, you don't, you don't realize it. Like people that haven't traveled or toured, very few bodybuilders ever experience anything like this. They'll do an appearance for a weekend where you're in one spot and they'll fly home. But to actually fly in to a city which we go from Vegas to Calgary, Calgary to Saskatoon, because there's no direct flights, which is in northeast Saskatchewan, which is the... People don't know where the hell that is. Yeah, it's north of... It's northeast of Montana. So we start off there. We get in. You know, you stop and do gym stuff. We always wake up early. We get up early, train and everything. So you do the event. You go to sleep. You wake up the next morning. We go worked out every morning. Yeah, tell, yeah, tell everyone why. So so we we got up at, like, we were training at 7. We get up every morning. We would go to the gym. We would. We actually trained fasted, which yep. we never really do. We did cardio I, and then yeah. trained fasted. Yeah. And then we would go back, shower, go to the, the even though it's still a private plane, you still have to get to the airport and they still go through certain checks. We get on the plane, fly to the next city, land, go straight to the event, do the event because the events, even though they're only scheduled for three <laughs> hours, they went five, six, seven, eight hours. So you get done at 10 at night and you're going back to the hotel, sleep, get up to do it the next day. But the long, to me, it's still the longest. The longest day was still the Saturday because we got done in Saskatoon to do the event. We get up in the morning, you know, do cardio, eat, train, fly to Regina. We were there for two and a half hours. We got done. We we left our bags right on the plane, went to the event, came back to the airport, then fly to to, uh, Edmonton, which it's almost a two-hour flight even on a private plane because now Edmonton is in the next province, Mm -hmm. which is in Alberta, north, like north-central Alberta, Canada. Then we do that event, and then we, you know, go eat, go to sleep, wake up, train, and then jump on a plane and fly to British Columbia, the next one where Kelowna was. So it was a beautiful place, by the way. Yeah, I, I that's one of the few spots I could I could live there. I like it. I mean, every time we go places, I always I always look at uh, like real estate. It's a little expensive, but it's kind of like Napa of of Canada. So it's just wine country. So you have all this local wine and got the river coming right through the middle where we got to walk and, and whatnot. But did you have a certain spot that you was your favorite? No, it was all good. We trained at a couple of good gyms. So we went to Morgan's gym, um, which was the first gym that we went to. Uh, that was, that was pretty cool. You know, that was a cool gym. It was super small, yeah. um, but they had all the good equipment in there. Yeah. It was like, a. um, I think it was more set up as a private gym in the beginning, and then he kind of opened it up to members. But that was a nice spot. It had all the hardcore, the old school yellow. Yeah, hammer uh, strength. Hammer strength. We did back there, and we deadlifted. And, uh, you know, it's always good. I kind of judge places because we spent a lot of time in the gym, and then, you know, we went 
we went over and we were able to to visit you know a couple other cool spots too i mean i liked i mean Kelowna. the weather was probably the best don't you think yeah we didn't we didn't we didn't get to spend a whole lot of time in regina no it was that quick. was our second time there yeah but we were there for maybe from the time we landed maybe two hours and 45 minutes total mm-hmm. we got in there we got through the people as fast as you know possible and then went right back to the airport because again it's even though you're in a private plane it's still it's still a, a lengthy trip you know it's still a lot you know a lot of people don't know what it's like to wake up go do this go straight to an airport fly to an event land mm-hmm. have the vehicles take you straight to the event do the event no anywhere, no going in sightseeing or anything. Get go right back to the airport and fly to the next city. Yeah, even the food was very limited, right? We didn't yeah. eat a lot of food. We I mean, we had a couple of good meals out with the crew, and I just really liked the the team that they have over there. It was yeah. pretty cool, and you know everyone seemed to get along. A lot of good camaraderie, I thought, and they kind yeah. of supported each other. All the owners of the stores flew with us, yep, which was really cool. So there were like nine of us on a plane, right? Yeah. Total. They all got to be a part of. Yeah. each the success in each city yeah which is good which i think you know obviously josh has high expectations for that and uh you know canada has always been one of those places like i remember traveling it was really disappointing for the toronto fans because i get a lot of messages like hey we want you to come to toronto and i said in time and we're just getting over all this craziness right yeah um but like i always thought that that bodybuilding had such a crazy hardcore base there right because you know, I used to f- go fly up there for muscle tech, and then I would visit a lot of gyms. My buddy Valerio lives up there, and, you know, we'd have those meet and greets, and the people would come out in abundance. But I never expected so many people to show up. Like, every time it just gets bigger and bigger every time I do these yeah. events. And, you know, we schedule that three-hour window, but, like, I still stayed until every last person came out. And, like you said, I took time with people. I, I you know, signed all their, their merch or whatever or, like – I had posters I signed, so I tried to give everyone enough time. And you were able to sit back. You took a lot of the videos, and we yeah. filmed actually for, you know, for the Cutler cast, which we'll, get, we'll be we'll post, on the posting up. that up. Yeah, so, you know, I I just never imagined, like, this many years later that I would still be as as relevant, you know? So well, let me ask you. So why do you think, like, you, you haven't competed. You haven't been Mr. Olympia in, what, uh, 12 years since you were last time you were Mr. Olympia, yeah, 2010. 2010, yeah, 2010. It's been 12 years, and look, I travel all over the world with a lot of people. You're still the most popular. Why Why do you think that is? And it's not just, this isn't a bunch of people that are that are in their 40s or 50s or whatever. The Half of these crowds we went to were probably 21 and under. Why do you think people resonate with you now when you, you know, you don't look like, I see you every day, you don't look like you did when you were Mr. Olympia. Yeah. You know, you were 80 pounds bigger than you are now. Right? Yeah, I, I think. Why, why do you think that is? I think you get used to, to looking at me, but people are still surprised. They're always like, oh, you're still so big. You know, to you, it's nothing, right? Because, yeah. you know, you were around at my biggest. But, um, you know, relevancy on social media means a lot. You know, I'm on all channels, like mm-hmm. like Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram. Like, I'm pretty active. You know, I try to be responsive to the fans. I mean, that's the thing. I do travel a lot mm-hmm. still. I'm still putting myself out there and be able to have – time and FaceTime with, and I, I mentioned this, you know, I thought, I thought because of like what we went through the last couple of years, I was going to actually migrate over to, to mostly do media, right? We were going to film more content and I, that's kind of where we talked about starting yeah. this Cutler cast, you know, but sooner or later, you know, you realize how much the FaceTime means and it, it really changes people's lives. And you never plan on that when you first start, you, yeah. you just think, Oh, I'm selfishly being a bodybuilder. Um, but 
there's just not a lot of guys out there, I think, that are really, um, you know, doing a lot of content continually. It's, you know, I always talk about consistency. You know, I always talk about, you know, keeping the trend going. And I think that's the hardest part for everyone. I mean, just like with the diet, relationships, you know, life in general, like you have to stay committed to doing things. And, you know, we're getting on the road. We're still, we're still, uh, you know, traveling around, but I don't know. I don't really have an answer. I just started this whole conversation with like, I can't believe I'm still that relevant, you know? So I really don't have an answer for it. Like maybe, I mean, people can relate, you know, I always wasn't great at what I did. I was an introvert. You know, I had to come out of my shell. People watch my early videos. They can see that. Uh, but I just really enjoy the people. Is that that makes any sense? You know, and it, you know, a lot of people around me might think, "Man, Jay, you're not very a super social person." But at the same time, like when I get on the road and I get in front of a, a crowd, you know, I kind of just open up and I realize that, like, hey, this is a moment. You know, this could be life changing for a lot of people, and uh, some people need that motivation. You know, me just getting on social media and you know, showing what exercise I'm doing for the day or showing me in my office working late at night and, you know, clocking out at eight, nine o'clock and still doing what I do on a daily basis. Like, you know, we still go in the gym and we train and you talk about like that whole tour. It just was like nonstop. And you watch me eat the food that I eat. Like I still eat on a healthy diet. And, uh, you know, I try to be a role model for people. I mean, a lot of people's eyes are a little different on bodybuilding these days. I know lately it's been a little, um, you know, sideways thought process towards, you know, becoming the best in the world in professional bodybuilding. But I still feel there's, there's a way that you can do it properly. I think there's a way you can do it somewhat safely. Uh, and, you know, listen, a lot of us, like the, the Haney's and the Yates's and Ronnie Coleman's, Phil Heath, I mean, all of us, Brandon Curry's, like we are all destined for some sort of greatness, right? Yeah. And so I, I don't want to leave anyone out. Dexter Jackson, Roden, all these guys. Um, some of the greats, I mean, Arnold, I mean, you can go back to the, to that era. Like there's just certain levels to what we do. And, and, uh, you know, I just really, you know, my mom called me this morning and she saw the lineups at these events and she's like, you know, I just love the fact that like, you're still Jason, you know, mm-hmm. you still haven't changed from like, you know, with all the popularity and the success and, you know, we all measure success different ways, right? We have our different views, but like, I, man, I sometimes wonder why they continue to line up and come see me. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe you have the answer. Uh, you know, if I were to pinpoint it, I would say it's authentic. You're authentic. And I've I've been around people for years and years that have traveled and done appearances. And there's there's a difference between someone who you've built a foundation. Mm-hmm. And what you the way you are now is the same way you were 20 years ago. You actually give a shit where a lot of these people, when you go do appearances, it's a show to them. They don't want to be there. They don't like it. They they don't want to give the interaction. And the people that are around know that. There's a big difference when someone walks up to you and says, hey, nice to meet you. I'm a big fan of you. And you go, yeah, okay. Here, take a picture. Bye. There's people that do that. Or when someone comes up to someone and says, hey, I want a picture. And they say, no, I won't. To where when you, when someone walks up to you, hey, what's your name? Where are you from? How'd you hear about this event? Really? Oh, you're pretty big. What are you training today? What's your favorite body part? Like, you actually spend a little time with them, and sometimes they'll tell you their story, and you listen, and you talk to them, and you interact with them. But every one of those fans, when you do that, they go back to their social media, and they talk about their experience that they've had. It's an experience to meet you because you put in that effort. But you've been doing it for so long 
like, like we talk about like planting seeds. Like I always say, go plant seeds. You never know when they're going to grow. You've been doing this for so long that people that show up to see you, like that one guy showed, he came up and he showed you the brochure from when you guest posed 15 years ago. He still had it. You made an impact on him. No, 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 sorry. It was 22 years ago, by the way. Oh, tw- okay. It was 2000. Okay. 22 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. You he guest still posed. had the, paste, he the had, pay stub. He had the pay stub. He had the, the brochure. He had everything that showed you in that. And, and you guys he, will see that on the video. And by you the way. made such yeah. an impact on him then that he saved it. And once again, he came mm-hmm. out to see you. But how many times do we go do events with people and they'll, you'll say, hey, uh, you met so-and-so. How were they? And they're like, oh, he was an asshole. Or he did this, this, this. And you're like, damn. Like, that impression, if you give a positive, if you leave a positive impression with someone, they're going to tell 10 people about it. If you leave a negative impression, they're going to tell 100 people about it. And they're going to tell people over and over and over and over again. And they're never going to live it down. Mm-hmm. So what it comes down to is you actually take time and invest your time into people. And I always say this, time is the most valuable currency we have. And when you give someone a little bit of your time, they become a fan forever. And a lot of people won't do that. Nowadays, guys think they can just do it from their couch on social media, but that's still not, it's there, but it's still not real. That human interaction still matters. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I think, um, you know, I tried to repost everyone's pictures. If you notice this time, yeah. like we did a lot and I told you, hey, go around and film this stuff. But I can tell people's nervous energy sometimes and, so many people said, man, I'm really nervous to meet you. And I said, why? But I, I was thinking back as people told me that, like, if I was a young, and listen, you mentioned, like, the age bracket. Like, a lot of these kids were, like, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. I, I think They're that was really the majority. Young. Yeah. And some of the parents brought them, which I thought was really nice. Um, that was good to see. And it kind of brought me back to, like, when my mom brought me to my first shows, you know, and, and spent time with me. My dad really didn't really come till later. But... Like you, you always have the support system and it's necessary in what we do, but also, you know, it takes time to build confidence. And I feel that a lot of people in this era, they lack the confidence and that Mm -hmm. keeps people from achieving greatness sometimes. And that's why, uh, there's like a delay in some people's greatness. Right. And I think that was something that I had to learn, uh, in order to be super is to kind of more believe in myself and, you know, as you progress, you know, what kept me more motivated was, you know, seeing the progress in the gym, like the arms would get bigger and the lifts would get stronger and mm-hmm. people would compliment, right? So when I see like a decent physique, I always try to make compliments. And I, I want to mention like the gyms we went to, like, you know, I mentioned Morgan's gym we trained at, and then we trained in Edmonton. We trained like this break off of the hotel. It was absolutely yeah. amazing, right? I think I, oh no, I, no, I filmed some on my phone, but I have to transfer it over. But it was crazy because, like, they had been telling us, like, Josh is like, hey, when we go to Edmonton, we'll train at this gym. And I'm like, yeah, okay. He's like, it's a hotel gym. I, but I ran into one of the trainers there, and he told me that this actually was a, a private studio. And then they joined, joined with the, with the hotel, but it yeah. was actually connected to the arena. The arena. So I think I think what happened is whenever P- athletes would come into town, they'd set, stick them at that hotel because yeah. it was a JW, and which is an, and it's right across the street from the Edmonton. Was it Oilers? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, the Oilers uh, hockey arena. Yeah. 
So when people would come in town, they wanted a nice gym. So, I mean, shit, the dumbbells went up to 100 pounds, and they had plate-loaded machines. Yeah, and you made the joke. You ever seen a hotel gym no. that had 100 pounds? But the, so, but we gave it a train there. They had awesome equipment. They had step mills. They had crazy treadmills. And, uh, you know, that that always, you know, I, I met a lot of people in the gyms, and they're like, oh, my gosh, Jay Cutler, why are you here? And, you know, I went in the gyms, and I trained, and, you know, I, would, I try to compliment on people's physiques, but... Even in, in Kelowna, when we went over and trained at that that Iron Energy, is that yeah. what it was called? Um, like, it was awesome. That place All was... Atlantis equipment. Yeah, and, like, yeah. it was just a cool vibe. And we met so many people that were asked the same thing. Man, yeah. I didn't get to come see you. Because not everyone can attend these events because, obviously, we had a window of opportunity. And, you know, that's the unfortunate thing is, like, some people hear about this later, right? And yeah. I have the chance. And that's why... You know, we've been to some of these places like several times, you know. Yeah. I was in Calgary from 2000s forward and, you know, we keep going back because people miss the opportunity. And, of course, like you said, they, the seeds planted and people tell their friends like, hey, yeah, yeah, I met this guy. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times people come up to me and say, man, you know, they gave me some extra motivation, you know. And we were able to train the last gym in Calgary, you know, the Gold's Gym Gold's there, gym. which is like the new concept. And I was so honored, man, because they have these – this image yeah. on the wall and they have like, it's called like legends or something. Yeah. And it was like, it has Arnold and it has, you know, Dorian Yates. Yeah. Dorian Yates and Ronnie Coleman and myself, you know? Yeah. And, and I was like, man, looking at these walls and, and someone asked me like, what does that feel like? You know, I was just going to say, what does that feel like to see yourself? Yeah. On and you know, I said, you know, when I was 19, you know, I walked in gold's Venice and I saw these pictures of these Mr. Olympias on the wall. And I thought, man, if I could ever have my picture up there, you know, and sooner or later, it was me, right? And, man, it was just quite an achievement. And now, of course, to be branded in the new age Gold's Gyms, you know, all over the world with that signature stuff up there, it's just like, man, I made it, right? You know what's going through my head right now? We were in... Trying to think. So, someone asked me, do you only train at gyms with your pictures on the wall? That's yeah. what some guy asked so, me. So know? we were in Calgary, and a guy came up and got a picture said i couldn't attend the regina event and you're like how far did you drive he drove eight hours mm -hmm. so the first thing that went through my head is that's a long drive it was a kid yeah eight hours and then i'm thinking imagine if someone drove eight hours and they went to meet somebody and you're a dickhead to them there's a lot of people that are imagine how devastated that person would have been. Mm -hmm. Just think of how expensive gas is. It's way more yeah, expensive yeah. in Canada. And he, pro he probably spent $300 on fuel to go there and back just to take a picture with I couldn't with believe you. it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, we spent maybe like two minutes together, and I tried to be like, man, I, man that's awesome. Like, mm -hmm. I can't believe you came. I, I think I pulled, told, turned around and said to Josh, I'm like, he drove eight I know, hours. I, I actually think we filmed it on there. I said, how far did you come from? Yeah. Eight hours. But I think about that. I still, I still remember when we were in Fibo. No, no, was it Fibo? I think someone drove like sixteen hours, and they got there, got your picture, and like we have to leave now and drive back because we have to go to work. It was a husband and wife. Yeah, yeah. We I still Fibo. talk to them all the time. Really? Yeah. And I remember you saying like they they bought a bunch of stuff, and you looked at me, you're like, "Don't charge them." I'm like what? They're yeah. like, dude, they drove twelve hours. So yeah, it's like Katie uh, something on Instagram. She yeah. stays in touch with me and. She actually hit me up, and she's like, "You coming to Fibo?" And they wanted to come, you know. Yeah. And uh, so why do you? So now on a different tip, why do you think that your brand is doing so well in Canada? Because from from the 
from the vibe I got and just talking with them, it's doing because it's extremely great. well. Because it's great, you know, the formulas are good and the taste is great, and I just have the right products in my opinion. You know, I like I said, it's uh, you know, in today's era, like there's certain products that move well, right? There's certain market for certain products. I mean, pre workouts are popular, aminos are popular, proteins popular. I mean, you've tried all the products, yeah. and, and you know, let's stack them up against some of the other brands. I mean, I still feel like my system is just on point, you know? But I mean, you can still, you can still have great flavors, great everything. And that doesn't mean that it moves. Cause in my mind, it's a branding you, too. You got to motivate the people in the stores. Like yeah. they want your stuff to do well. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think, uh, you know, I, I think the rapport I have with everyone is mm -hmm. good. And I think you want to cheer some per certain people on, right? Yeah. I mean, you want to, you want to cheer on the people that, you just can relate to and you know i've spent some time like i said up there prior you know we went what over two years yeah yeah 2019 before we did uh, happen, saskatoon right? regina and Edmonton. so i mean people got to see meet me face to face and i think the reputation and the business like it means a lot right mm -hmm. and uh you know i cheer everyone on that's the crazy thing is like you know i have great success with all my brands you know everything i've kind of done in fitness has been a super successful and even outside right which i don't talk about as much but uh you know i still want to see everyone i try to help everyone do their best right yeah. and uh i'm never selfish in that aspect because i know that i can do things like on a high level right so for me i mean i i think you know just great branding great products you know the pricing is right I feel that, uh, you know, the formulas are just like we talked about. You could make, there's better products out there in the sense of like deeper formulations, but what works and what is unnecessary. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like spilling the glass over, right? You you need to drink when it's spilling over the, the top, right? I mean, your body can only like take on so much at one time, right? Yep. So I think you need to be in that sense, you know, be conscious of that and what the consumer is looking for. And it's the general population, like my marketing for my products, like, listen, they, it works for bodybuilders, but people just in we'll general fitness people. too. Yeah. And the women, I don't have beta alanine in the pre-workout, which is huge. Um, you know, so no tingles, no red, you know, no itching, that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, I have an option for it to add to it, um, but it's outside of the product. And I think that makes a huge, huge difference in this yeah. market today. Yeah. So overall from our trip there and back, What's the what's what stands out to you the most? Uh, the the camaraderie of the team, yeah. like everything was positive, and you know we met some amazing people. The food was great. They treated us like a plus. I can't wait to do yeah. it again. I mean, how, how many times we walk off a five day nonstop tour and we're like, flew back on the plane yesterday and we're like, man, that was great. Yeah, like it's yeah. very rare, right? I've I've I think the I've noticed that every time we'd go to every city, the whole team would get together, yeah. and he'd sit down ahead of time. Hey, man. And all the other owners would support whoever owned that store. Yeah. Hey, do you need help take pictures? Do you need mm -hmm. help mix this? Do you want me to do this? This is so they wanted everyone to win. And you and don't they see great, that a lot. And they were great to the people coming in, thanking them for coming in. And and uh, you know, it was just it was just a fun time. And it's just like I said, it's great to be back touring again. You know, I had to Pittsburgh this weekend for the Pittsburgh Pro and and you know, it rolls every weekend after that. I'm in Kansas the following weekend, and then I have a double booking with New Jersey, actually triple booking, New Jersey, New York Pro, and then the, the LA, Fit LA Fit Expo. So I'm like nonstop. And, uh, you know, it's just a huge opportunity, and, and I'm getting out there, you know, being 
you know, having some FaceTime with the fans, you know, and see for me, it. my highlight of the trip was different than yours. My highlight was when we were leaving, not because we were leaving, because I got to argue with a lady. <laughs> we were trying to get on the plane. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, Canada is one of the few places you go to where you go through U.S. customs in Canada. You don't fly back to the U.S. and go through customs. You go through U.S. customs in Canada. So we, we go through security, and you walk through. And I was joking with the lady because I brought some Kit Kat bars back because that's my favorite treat. And they have a bunch of flavors we can't get. And I was joking with her. She goes, do you have anything to declare? And I said, I got some Kit Kat bars. And she looked at me, and she smiled. And she's like, yeah, you can't get those flavors in the States, right? I went, no. So as soon as you go through there, it says, welcome to America. So what did we do? Masks off because we're now in America because we don't have that rule anymore. So we went all the way through. We went up into the lounge. Nobody had masks on. So we go to get on the plane, and the lady said, I need to see, I need you to put your mask on. And I said, what for? And she's like, well, you have to wear it to go on the plane. I said, no, I don't. I'm in America. And she goes, well, no, you're in Canada. I said, did I not come through? Welcome to America. Where am I now? And she goes, well, technically you're in America. And I said, then I don't have to wear a mask. And then I'm like, you don't have a mask on, and you're telling me I have to put a mask on. So not that I really give a shit because I'm not like one of these combative people, but I wanted to see how far she would take it. So then you go next to me, and you're like, yeah, it's in my bag. I'll put it on the plane. So you walk down. But the lady wanted to argue with me, and I'm like, hey, look, we're in America now. We're not in every flight in there was all going to the United States. It was an America-only terminal through customs. And then we got on the plane, and the lady, you know, the, the flight attendant was like, as soon as she closed the door, she's like, yeah, you guys don't have to wear masks now, blah, blah, blah. And then while we were on the plane, while it was flying, she came over and spoke to us. And we are like, yeah, we're well, kind of asking her what the rule was. And she's like, certain providences still kind of are weird about it. But she's like, in Toronto, they don't give a shit. In Vancouver, they don't care. But she's like, technically, you are in America, but we just don't want to argue with them if they ask us to. So that was my highlight to, to see how far this lady Yeah, it's funny when they, uh, when they actually <laughs> said, like, we closed the door. She made the announcement, like. Immediately, the, yeah. The, the stewardess is like, oh, you can take your mask off, you know. Yeah. And uh, we already had us off. We were the only ones on the plane. Without I know. And, of course, we're looking like, are we those dickheads no, that, no. that don't have I mean, like on? I said, we weren't combative, and I, I never put it on. I'm not going to lie. I just, I just kind of was like, we're going to be able to take it off anyway, right? Yeah. And we did use a carrier, a Canadian carrier on the way up there, so we did have to wear the mask on the way up. And I didn't um, care. I mean, it's not a big deal. And then on the way home, you know, we flew United, so it was kind of one of those things. But, you know, one thing I've noticed about, like, we talk about the airline uh, flights all the time is the prices are through the roof right oh now. So God. if you guys are trying to travel, like, I thought the prices would obviously come down. I mean, it's kind of sticking to, like, the gas price. But I did notice the gas price came down a little bit here. But, uh, man, ticket prices are outrageous right now. So I just booked next week. I'm going out of town, and I just booked uh, flights were about a thousand bucks each. I looked at going, and I still might. I don't know. I might go to the Pittsburgh Pro. Like when I looked them up before, it's like like fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars. I paid a thousand for uh, round Southwest. trip for Southwest nine nine no. fifty. I looked something. up flights to go to South Carolina for an event. They were fifteen, sixteen hundred, and I'm and, and all these flights are booked, and I'm thinking. Who the hell can afford this shit? Like, I mean, we travel every week, so at the end of the year, you're like, "This is a hundred grand a year just for flights." Yeah. But you know, the, the even even flights I just booked to L.A. for two weeks for the L.A. Fit Expo, usually last minute they were always fifty, sixty, seventy bucks. Now they're two seventy nine each way. Um, but you know, I don't I don't know if that's just a short thing 
because you got to remember with 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 airlines, they're buying their gas with, you know, they're predicting it. So whatever gas I was they told, paid now, they yeah. might have paid for it a year ago. I was told though, prices of gas would come down, you know, by the so by the fall or whatever. So we're hoping for that. I mean, you know, everything the costs of everything's kind of higher now, and yeah. you know, we're dealing with that. I have. I have an electric car now, so it kind of works in my favor a little well, bit. That's because you're rich and you can afford it. I'm too yeah. broke. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. I mean, especially with the, uh, the discounts on the power bill and all that stuff in my house. Yeah. And, you know, but. Uh, I looked up some, like, there's some other places, like, we got to go. We got some international trips we got to take. And the flights aren't terrible internationally. Like, I'm still seeing the, the tickets for, like, five, 6000 where they. Yeah, I mean, we're going to the UK at the end of the year. Like, we just locked yep. that, and I just announced that on Instagram for the Arnold Classic. I'm excited last time about you were that. In the UK. Um, last time I think was when I did the tour. Was that two years 18, ago? 19? 2017, maybe. 17, so five years. I I haven't been. God, I'm trying to remember the last time I was there. I was there maybe three or four years ago. It's been a while. That'll be good. That's in Birmingham. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I know we'll add more stuff to it because we do have. Uh, a lot of people reaching out to try to get you to come appear while we're in Europe because they know you're not just going to fly overseas. A lot of people ask me, though, what the, like, where do I like the most? Where do you like the most? I like them. I like a lot of places, but I mean, I loved Brazil. I love Australia. Mm-hmm. I mean, certain parts of, like, some trips to the UK, like going to those hardcore gyms, it seems like there's a lot more hardcore gyms in the UK that we trained at. That's the sick part. That's a body blur in me is like that we go on these these things and it's like, I'm texting you early in the morning, like, okay, let's go to the gym, right? Yeah. And uh, sometimes I have to kind of catch myself and realize that I don't need to train as much as I do. But, like, you get around that environment, and you're like, oh, I need to go to the gym, right? Because yeah. everyone else is like, hey, what time are you training? And we call it training, right? So other yeah. people say, I want to lift or I want to work out. Yeah. And I just like to experience the gym culture because, like, I still have that bodybuilder mentality on my side i'm not i don't train like that but at the same time like i just want to check out like what the culture is in these places that we travel to i mean you know you know you know it's going through my head we were going to the the last day we were going with travis to the gold's gym Mm -hmm. and you didn't even you didn't even catch yourself but i just noticed you're like are we gonna be able to get in there yeah it's like (laughs) what do you mean like yeah you'll be all right we'll get you in like you still treat it like anywhere else like you're going to go wherever we know, you know, we'll be okay and we're not going to have to, you know, whatever to get in. So you're like, are we going to be able to get in there? And Travis kind of looked at you like you're nuts. Like, yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure I can get you Yeah, it's kind of funny because, <laughs> like, we had a planet, so, like, it didn't affect these appearances. And, you know, I think we were training early at some of these places, but we stayed behind and trained, like, in the city after we, after we had the appearance so it wouldn't affect the appearances. Yeah. Because we knew a lot of people would probably be, you know, training in the gyms. But uh, it's just really cool now to see, like, the younger generation. I didn't start till I was 18 years old. I don't know what time, you, what age you started at, but. Around then. Yeah, I mean, these kids are, like, 13, 14, and, and the parents are supporting it because yeah. I think it's a good path. And I always say this because, like, structure to be fit is is necessary, right? So you have to have trained on a schedule. You have to eat on a schedule, sleep on a schedule. And just feel really like, you know, these younger generations, I always, like, thought 
like they're not as motivated, right? I think that a lot of kids sit in front of video games and they, they're presented bad food, right? They eat a lot of preservatives and whatever in the foods. Like we, we talk about the food difference between here and Europe, right? Yeah. We were on tour in Italy and, you know, you're like, man, I eat the quality of food is just so much better, right? Than, than what we get in the States. And uh, the education on nutrition is just so few and far between. But now with yeah. social media, I feel like people look at the bad things about social media, but there's a lot of good things because they can follow positivity in their lives that give them the advantage that I never had. I mean, luckily I had Chris Aceto two hours away who was able to become my nutritionist and kind of write a diet for me continually, but, um, and back my career, but these kids now can just like Google like, Oh, what's the proper way to eat as a bodybuilder? You know, for me, social media you can get out of it what you want to get out of it. If you want to look at a bunch of negative shit that everyone posts up there and get all angry and pissed off, then you chose to go search for those things. That's your own fault. But if you want to find positive things and motivated things and find ways to learn about health and nutrition and just positive vibes in life, it's there. So you get out of what you put into it. And sadly, a lot of people look at a bunch of negative shit. Well, you know, some people look at different sides. I noticed like with you, I'll, I'll tell you like you you find funny memes or you find funny videos because you show me that constantly but you also like there's a lot of news you learn on social media right uh for me like i watch more youtube than probably anything on my phone and i watch everything from like real estate to cars to to bodybuilding um there's so many different aspects you know financial news but you know, for me, like, I don't really have a favorite. If you ask me, I watch a lot of sports. You know, I watch yeah. a lot of, like, what's happening on the media. Um, right now, you know, paying attention closer to basketball because we're coming into, like, playoff wow. season, right? So I'm watching that. I'm not really a huge hockey follower as much, but baseball I'll watch into the fall, like, when they start, you know, getting close to playoffs. Because there's just so many games, especially basketball, right? But they're yeah. coming down now, and, of course, the Celtics are kicking ass, Right. So I'm kind of excited about that. Just even though I don't follow it as close, yeah. it's good to have the home team, right? Of course. That that I follow and to see that. What I love about the Celtics is there's not a lot of superstars, right? Like Tatum. Tatum's probably the biggest one, yeah. but he's a beast. It's just great, and it just shows that team sports. You know, often it's just it's a lot of contribution to make a successful team. It's not always about one person. Although LeBron led a lot of championships, right? Yeah. Or Jordan won a won a lot, you know, and uh, the, the, you know with the Lakers and everything else with Magic and everyone else. It's just uh, you know, there's certain things that I follow, and I learn a lot from. Yeah. And I don't have a lot of time to sit and necessarily watch these things unless like we're traveling or whatever. So I got to catch up on it on a bit, but now of course it's just nonstop. But I'll be back on a plane tomorrow, so I'll be able to check out some other stuff. You know, I use I use YouTube a lot. Anytime I go to buy anything or I want to research things, I always go to YouTube because I want to see professional opinions from people, and then I want to see the average Joe opinions. It doesn't matter what it is. You could be wanting to get a new car, or you could be yeah. wanting to buy a a new cell phone or a wallet or anything. You want to get perspectives on it and sometimes when you look at like when you and i are, are we're on you know in the airport i was looking up different stuff for planes well, you were trying to buy wine actually i did buy some wine you did huh yeah anything special or you want to mention or 
nothing that I know. I'm, I'm still learning. And, I, and my uncle's a, he owns both import licenses for a certain country. He imports all kinds of wine. I never got into wine, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I remember, I remember back in the day, like everyone's like, wine is so good for you. But I remember like the doctor that I went to told me, you know, if you drink, um, like grape juice, it's good for your heart. It's just as good, right? Yeah. So I started drinking that, you know. Yeah, but real grape juice, not Welch's. It's just a bunch of yeah, sugar. yeah. It's just sugar, you know. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's I I like whiskey, even though I don't drink much. Once in a while, I'll have a drink from time to time, but I collect it, and I have very expensive wines. So I'm you know I, you're gonna I build a wine cellar eventually in your home, of or course. it's good. You know, it's an investment. It's Jesse and G's dream, you know, is to have a wine cellar. I'd love to see some of the some of the uh, followers. I'm sure people have some unbelievable wine cellars. You know, I've been looking at a lot of houses lately here in Vegas, <laughs> and I've paid attention to who has wine yeah. collections. There's, I mean, like I said, my, my uncle owns uh, from South Africa. There's two wine importers licensed. He bought both of them. So any wine that comes in the United States from South Africa comes through him, and he has an obscene wine collection. I mean, I remember times we'd go, we'd go out to eat with some of his manufacturers from because he would crack the bottle of wine. He would open bottles, of, and I was like twenty one, twenty two. I didn't know. And I remember what are they one worth time, anywhere from five hundred to five thousand. Yeah. And I remember one time these guys bought all this expensive wine. It was they were trying to, you know, treat him because he was a, a, a big rep in the furniture industry. And I remember one time he's like, "What do you think of this wine?" And me being the typical me, I'm like twenty one. I'm like. This tastes like the shit I can get at 7-Eleven. And he looked at me like the most appalled, like this look of, I can't fucking believe you just said that. And I was just like, well, then take it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> that would actually be an awesome guest to have on our podcast is like someone that can tell me the difference between a bottle of wine that's five grand versus $1,000. You, know you know who could talk about that? Greg. From really? Yeah, he goes to he goes to Napa like every week. I know it's never really been my. I've I've gone to wine country before, but like that that tasting is like tough for me. I mean, because yeah. I'm not. It I guess I don't. I guess I don't enjoy it. And they always say like, oh, you know, a glass of wine with with a certain meal, like certain types of food, is is like almost yeah, necessary. Uh, but I never understood that whole that whole process. So I've so I've never been I've never been to Napa, but so not what. Three weeks from now, we go to Sacramento for the. I go for the world's strongest man because I got Brian Shaw yeah, competing, yeah. and I'm gonna take another an extra day or so. And I already reached out to Greg about it. I'm like, I'm gonna, I want to go to Napa, and I want to check it out. You're gonna I don't do know a, anything about. You're gonna it. do a wine tour. And I want to. I want to learn. You know, it's it's. I know. I know certain wines are good investments, just like watches, just mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. like you look at certain bottles that were like fifty bucks, and someone will hang on to them, and now they're two hundred bucks. You know, same with. I bought a, a bottle of whiskey for seventy five dollars, and I put it in my, you know, because I collect it, and I see it now in the store, and it's two hundred. This was six months ago, and I asked him. I said, "Yo, man, these are just seventy five dollars." And he's like, "They've went up two and a half times, and this is what we pay for it now." So now I'm thinking, "Man, so what? Should I hustle my 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 collection and start selling it off?" Right. <laughs> yeah. Then I can afford some shit like you. <laughs> yeah. So I think you know. You're gonna laugh, but someday I'll have a wine cellar, and no, you're you gonna won't. and you're gonna laugh about It'll it because you, you no no I you, I'll have a lot of wine in there, and you're gonna say why do you bother having this? It's kind of like my shoe collection, like half the stuff yeah. I don't wear, right? Yeah. And uh, no, I'll I'll have a wine cool. cellar, and but then it costs you a fortune to fill it because you got to buy shit by the case. Yeah, yeah. Does that mean you're gonna drink wine every day? 
No, I mean, maybe eventually I'll start drinking a little bit of wine. I just haven't found one that I'm really, like, super... See, I like cold beverage. And I drink a white wine. Yeah. I have a wine fridge in my house, but I never really get it, like I said... Yeah, yeah, because Angie drinks. You know, she actually you know, buys a lot. I have two bottles of wine. I get upset sometimes because she spends a lot of money on wine. You, you know, like a wine collection. You know what? Amex just had sent me something for you can a get, discount. Yeah, you can get a hundred dollars if you buy it on this wine club. Yeah. They give you like a forty dollars credit or something. You know, I have two bottles of white wine from nineteen seventy nine in my collection. Really? It's like I wonder if I wonder. I bet you've opened. I bet you it tastes like piss. There's no way. There's no because you can see the cork floating around in there and shit. Yeah, yeah. And someone be like, "Man, think about it. It's 42 years old." All, it, all these people have to comment on this. Uh, the people that are actually watching on YouTube. Maybe, maybe that's what I should do. I should. I should do something for. I'll open one of them for some kind of special occasion. Well, I'll take a sip and go. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> all right, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Arnold Classic happened. Uh, Arnold Brazil. Brazil. You know, I uh, Rafael Brandeo won. Yep. We don't really know much about the show. Other. It was it was a small lineup. Yeah. I assumed he was going to win. Uh, I watched a little video, and it was hard to tell from the video. Like I, I don't want to, I don't want to comment on it too much, just because I I didn't really get to see a whole lot. But I assumed he was going to win because you know, look, he's a he's a top he's a potential top ten Olympian. Yeah, I'm looking at this uh, this I follow this William Martins. I I don't know what he placed. I th- think he placed. Third or From some of the there. videos I but, listened to, like the reports, they said everyone was in really good shape, like really conditioned. But I don't, you know, I didn't, I didn't see the stream or didn't get to tell. You know, it's, it's hard to tell from some of these. Yeah, streams. I was kind of surprised because they had, had spoken about the show and they said there weren't as many competitors as expected. It's kind of like last year for the amateur Olympia, like a lot of people couldn't travel because yeah. even with us, we still had to take a test to leave Canada. Um, there's always that uncertainty, right? I think it's I think it's always tough to get people, especially some of the premier big names. But are you surprised like someone from here didn't go compete? No. Why? No. Well, because one, Raphael's good. He's a local guy. Yeah. And if you Yeah, just, but fuck like why what's the difference does that make? Like why why would you fly away to like, Brazil? That's why like would, saying these like don't come here because they like oh the guy lives in the Well, there's Florida one show there and there's fifteen shows in America. Yeah. So if think about it, if you needed to qualify and you lived in Vegas, would you fly away to Brazil or would you go do the show in California? Yeah, I guess there's I guess there's some coming yeah. coming up, right? There's Texas and Tampa and yeah, New York Indy, and Indy yeah. and, and uh California and Vancouver and Toronto. I mean, these are just shows in North yeah, America. True. There's a lot of pro shows. Yeah, so there's there's a good there's a good amount of shows, so it's kind of tough to get it to where someone like Raphael, he lives there. Mm-hmm. So it's in his backyard. So it makes more sense for him to. So again, if you're a top guy, are you going to want to fly all the way there? And I didn't. I don't think Arnold was going, um, unless you wanted to. You know, unless Arnold was there, then it's a bucket list thing to. Yeah, he didn't travel there. Yeah, yeah, he's filming, right? Yeah, he's in yeah, Toronto filming yeah. or something like that. But I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of tough to get big names to go to. Well, he was qualified for the Olympia anyway, Raphael. Yeah, he was. So he won a uh, Prague. No, was it Prague? How do you think he's going to fare at the Mr. Olympia, Rafael Brandeo? My personal opinion, I still, you know, when he's by himself, he looks crazy. But when he stands next to people, he doesn't have that same illusion. Like, can he compete with, like, a walker? And no. It's just my opinion. Or... Just my opinion. I'm, I'm, I could be completely wrong. Yeah. But when he turned around, even when he was next to Regan, and Regan was off, and Nathan Diasha was off when they, when they competed against him. And he, uh, 
he didn't look he didn't look as impressive from the back. Is he still it, looks. Is anyone is anyone this year looking impressive on social media that you've seen that I mean, that Nick, made, Nick is Nick Walker. Yeah. yeah, Nick, look, man. I mean, I'll see him this I, weekend. I chat with him sometimes, and he says he's like, "I'm coming for Rami," and you know he's 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 earned, in my opinion, he's earned the right to say that because his first Olympia is in the top five. So if you're in the top five, you're within striking distance of. of I mean, but you've seen Bona compete, or yeah. Brandon Curry, or but we haven't seen them since the shows. No, really, we haven't, right? we haven't seen them all next week. And Rami, other. we haven't seen much. We'll see him guest pose this weekend. See him guest pose. I think you know the the most impressive person going in, and just so far is in my eyes is is Nick, but that's just just my opinion. I mean, Hunter's doing a lot of content. He is out there He's guest posing a lot, a lot. You know, I, I I mean, look, him Hunter and him are going to both be, you know, they'll be battling it out. Yeah. He was fourth, so. You expect both of them. I mean, look, Hunter's within striking distance of, of winning, too. You know, once you hit that top five, you're just a little uh, – once you hit that top five, you're in a little bit – Yeah, the business of bodybuilding, it's like – it's a general term, but, like, in my in my eyes, like, the business was, like, the fans, the, the guest appearances, mm-hmm. the training, you know, the, the merchandising – like, it seems like, you know, Nick's kind of doing that all, right? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't travel as much, maybe. Yeah. But we see him do a couple appearances. I think he may be at the Aries event when I'm there, actually, yeah. on the 21st also. Um, but, you know, he took the whole year to prepare now yeah. for solely the And when, Olympia, and when right? I say that about Raphael, that doesn't mean that he doesn't have potential to be there one day. No, he's I a just, young guy. I, mean, I just don't see it right now. No, I mean, talking, we're talking about the front runners yeah. for this contest. Yeah, like, I mean, like him, Regan, some of these other guys. They have the potential. They just have to get it there slowly, and they will. In in my eyes, guys like Raphael and, and Regan are doing it correctly. They're putting the weight on slow. So when their time comes, they're healthier. They don't blow their stomach out to where some of these guys just want to put all, all the weight right away, and then you know there's there's consequences to that. So I think Raphael could be there in a couple years, but going into this year, I don't I don't see him as being someone that's going to be challenging that first call out of the Olympia. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, though. I mean, look, anything's possible. It's always a surprise. I mean, yeah, listen, I moved up well from could. eighth to, to almost yeah. winning that Because you got to remember now, I mean, he's got, what, six months? Mm-hmm. Shit, seven, no, seven seven months before the Olympia. So who knows? When do these guys months? start training, though? Let's see, let's see. So the show's <laughs> in December, so October, so probably August, September, right? September, October, November, December. Yeah, so... Probably August, everyone starts going to prep unless they're competing in I mean, other look, contests. He could, he could put another five pounds on before the Olympia, and he's got that tiny little waist, and he's got he actually has good quads, good legs. You know what's impressive um, as far as in the gym is James. Yeah, he he too, he's got to qualify, but he's he's a savage when you watch I mean, him train. We watched him squat almost eight hundred or something yeah. the other day. I mean, day, you right? know, Ian Ian's the same way. Yeah. Ian Ian the lifts you know, are impressive. The way those guys train, like. Ian, when I watch Ian, some of his stuff will pop up from time to time. He's a guy that's training for that first call out. You know, same with you know Hollingshead. I mean, I mean, look, everyone trains hard, but they like lift obscene weight. Mm-hmm. You don't see that a whole lot. You know, I really don't know if it's necessary though to continually to train uh, that heavy when you already have certain mass. Mm-hmm. I think it's more about and listen. This is speaking from experience, like. You know, people always used to say to me, like, you need to lift heavier in order to beat Ronnie Coleman. Yeah. 
And I don't think it's absolutely necessary. I think you reach a certain level and it's just more maintenance and just tweaking a couple of things to actually put on. And, and it's the diet, right? It's about eating at the proper times. It's not about eating more. It's about eating more at the times where you need to eat more, or your body can handle more yeah. in order to reach it. Cause you hit that plateau, right? You're 290, 300 at five, nine and whatever else. I mean, how much bigger do you want to get? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But that was a, this is a good episode for coming back. And then next week you're, or this week you're off. And then next week we'll, See if we can get a guest on next week. We have a couple people in mind, so it's been uh it's been it's been great. You know, we we do appreciate all the the interaction on this. You know, I'd love to hear your insight. Any of you guys, you Canadian people that actually attended the tour, I'd love to hear from you. So yeah. if you want to comment, comment and maybe it. maybe mention the experience because it does mean a lot. Like I kind of take, you know, these next few days and I kind of reminisce on like the experience and you know, every year it's always a new experience and you know, we were really excited to do this tour and knock it out. Um, we weren't certain about how it was going to be, and it yeah. was kind of cool to go to each stop and, you know, watch the line build and build. And, I mean, there was a point in Calgary where you're like, dude, come on, we're going to be here till midnight if you don't stop, you know? <laughs> no, and, I, I – in in Calgary, we started, like, almost two we hours start, early. Yeah, yeah, we started early. And it was, like, 8 o'clock, so, like, five hours into it, and I walked out, and the line went – it was wrapped around inside and walked down the down the, the sidewalk around the building and then it went out into the road. I have no idea how the police didn't come and stop that. Yeah. Right down the middle of the road, it went all the way out to the intersection. So you're talking fifty meters long, mm-hmm. still after five hours. And I don't A lot know, of people know. got out of work and came, but it I don't was know how they didn't shut it down. I thought for sure the police Yeah, would so so like th- these experiences like we all go through like and like I said, it's it means the world to me. So you know, I'm, I'm sure there's people that are watching this and, you know, I talked about a few things. This was mostly about the Canadian tour, but, you know, I just want to say I appreciate everyone that came out to support it. And if you have thought process of coming out and meeting me at some of these events, just understand, like, you know, it does take a little patience to stand in line, but I try to spend a little bit with everyone and just, yeah. you know, I, I do appreciate like anyone that takes that time. Cause I know I wouldn't wait in line for anyone like, like that many hours. Uh, but it means a lot to a lot of people. So, you know, I just want to say comment below if you guys were on the tour or were part of it and maybe share a little experience with it. Or if you have in the past, if, even if you weren't on the tour and you, you've been at these expos, like, please, guys, drop a comment. Like, put a you know, give, put something your, on there. Give your experience. Yeah. If you had experience with Jay, positive or negative. And we try, know, to, we try to get on there and interact with you guys. Yeah. Um, but if you guys that are listening from uh, from one of the other um, sectors, just um, – you just know that we're uh, we're working hard to try to just continue this trend, and you know we're going to be in a lot, a lot of cities, a lot of countries this year, and uh, you know we look forward to uh, seeing everyone and being able to have some FaceTime. So and we're out. Thank you.